yes, Afterglow is any questions or thoughts, critiques, anything. I like what you said about being in the here and now. You know, that's kind of like an Eastern mantra, but I think there's a lot. I, I think it's really important. Uh, and even if there's not a mystical element, even if it's just being practical, I think it's really important. Like, you can't go back in time and change your circumstances even if there's not someone like plotting out this happens for this reason this happens for that reason it's still I think a comforting and important thing to keep in mind that you're you are where you are you have to remember that and you have to live in the moment and you know not like I said not because of any spiritual or mystical element just because like what else are you going to do even it's a healthier way to to approach all the, the crap in life I guess I mean, I think this author um, is probably influenced by Eastern thought, like Eastern Christianity, but, mm-hmm. I mean, Christian mysticism is, goes back, obviously, thousands of years, and a lot of Christian mystics probably would say stuff like this, mm-hmm. but it's not, people don't always want to hear it, because no one wants to be down or sad or in the dumps, but even when that happens and we go through that trying to make the best out of it the best way we can. Yeah. However that is, because it's different for everyone. Totally. Well, the the, uh, Christian theology of being present is not wrapped up in a tight little be present, but in so many parts of the scripture. Um, You know, the evil of the day is sufficient thereof. Also, uh, what no matter how you think, you can't make yourself any taller. And uh, recently I've been, I use Headspace, which is a, a great app for guided meditations. And I've been dealing with acceptance because there's, I've had a couple of rough things in my life recently. And I have been dominated by those things. Well, Headspace has shown me, asking myself in the third person, what is what is your block, Bob? And when I ask that question, I can then see the elements of the block. And the elements are thoughts or feelings. Where do those thoughts or feelings come from? Here. So if they come from my head, I can set them aside. It's not like these blocks, I think I've spent a lot, long time in my life thinking the blocks were some oppressive ill wind out there. But everything that I perceive creates those blocks. And when I am uh, tied up in those blocks, it prevents me from being present in the now. Um, And it's been very relaxing to be able to set those blocks aside and just be present. With Donatello. Yeah, I think Christianity gets a a bad a bad drift from people that well these are Eastern thoughts. No, these are spiritual thoughts. I think it's one yeah. one continuum. Yeah. I've learned a lot from Eastern religion. You know, uh, Buddhism, Eastern Christianity, or you know, Orthodox Christianity. My my best teacher over the years 
who was Professor Emeritus of Ecumenical Studies from Union. And he, he was so funny because he moved to Minneapolis because he was asked to speak all over the world. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis was the central hub. Oh, okay. And he could fly anywhere in the world relatively easy from here. And as he was going off to talk in a couple of Scottish uh, seminaries, he said, Bob, these Christians are so funny. They keep asking me to speak, and basically, I'm a Buddhist. You know? Oh, yeah. So, and Thomas Merton, for, for heaven's sake, I think one of the greatest, if not the greatest Christian of the 20th century. Same thing. It's one deal. It's not. Yeah, absolutely. That inclusive thing. I did, it's funny, when my dad, he was, he's been super ultra-conservative his whole life, and here recently, in the past, I don't know, maybe less than a decade or so, he's been kind of gradually becoming more inclusive and more open-minded and, and things like that. And one time he actually said to me, this is when he still believed in hell. He's, he's, at, he's since then actually stopped believing, like, which is, you know, coming from a, a Baptist upbringing, a pretty big deal. But he said, uh, some of the best Christians I've met are Buddhists. Yep. I thought that's a really good way to put it. Like some of the most Christ-like people that I see around me, you know, have never heard the name of Christ, potentially. I think that's a healthy way to approach being a good person, at the very least, you know, spirituality and metaphysical things like that. Just, just musings, I would yeah. say. Um, when you were talking about being present, it kind of reminded me of that biblical passage where it says, "If you try to like, uh, what's the verbiage? If you, you could lose your life, if you try to hold on to it." Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, the exact passage um, escapes me, but that thought because yeah, when. Christ to save his life and lose it. Yeah. I feel like when we allow ourselves to be present and in the moment, we're taking a passive role. We're not trying to control. We're resting and we're reflecting on um, what's around us and what's within us. Um, and inevitably, that um, puts down all the arms and barriers. And then that way you could have. It could bring forth like a freedom or an awakening in that sense. Yeah, freedom. Sure. Yeah. yeah. When you stop trying to control everything, you kind of like sit and be present. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's. I mean, I've learned that numerous times in the last number of years in my own faith journey. Is like I was just saying something to my wife the other day, where. Yeah. You know, where I was like, I can't control this situation, or I can't do this, and I want control. And then, but when you just said that, Robert, it kind of just brought that back again. Of like, why? Why do I always need to control things? Yeah, right. You know, yeah. I think that's part of like the human condition. Is like we want to control things, like, but some, and that's not necessarily a, a bad thing to control things, but there's times where things are so beyond our control and it's hard as humans for us to give up that control and just be present yeah. and, and be here. Because like when we don't have that control, like we feel quote unquote lost. And what that author is trying to say is like, hey, you know what, that that's or that poet, it's, it's fine if you're lost. It's not necessarily being bad. Because kind of like 
think it's like a play on words of like in like evangelical Christianity it's like you're saved or you're lost oh yeah you know mm-hmm. and lost is this bad thing and I think this whole chapter is like we're all lost right not necessarily salvifically whatever that means salvation wise but that in this lostness whatever this lostness is be present in it be here yeah. because that's where you need to be and when you stop grabbing towards control and always needing it maybe you're going to find the beauty in life that you need to see whatever yeah, that is for sure in uh, pragmatic American Buddhism which is, has a lot of parallels with like American psychology and things like that they use the term grasping so like stop grasping because it's like you're not you're never fully even connecting with the thing that you're reaching towards but you're just like kind of you know white knuckling just like grasping at at these things around you that are fleeting and that are not going to fulfill you you know it's easier said than done obviously (laughs) that's always the disclaimer all the stuff that we talk about is way easier said yeah everything we talk that's the whole point but but it's not bad to be reminded no, absolutely. Yeah. Your recent yeah. mention of Buddhism, how it helped you, reminded me of a book that I've been meaning to read um, called Without Buddha, I Could Not yeah. Be a Christian. Oh, yeah. 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 How essentially, like, like how Buddhism kind of helped him understand and realign his perspective on spirituality. So, you know, I'm going to say this, um, not necessarily related to what I was saying, but people need to realize that a lot of religions, we all share a lot of commonalities, yeah. but we like to look at all of our differences and say, ha, look at how different we are. But in actuality, not saying all of it is the same, but I do think that we share a lot with each other. Yeah. And we need to stop. That could be another whole sermon or a series um, that, you know, we need to stop bickering about how we're different than most people in other religions and how a lot of us are the same, share the same commonalities. I have a book, uh, it's, it's almost like, it's not even like a, a full, like, non-fiction book, I don't even know what you'd call it, but it's, it's almost like a, something you just kind of leaf through every once in a while, like a, a coffee table book or whatever, but it's called uh, The Parallel Sayings of the Christ and the Buddha, mm-hmm. and it is trippy. It is bizarre, like how just worded from a Western. Well, I don't know. I guess they're both Eastern type, you know. But like, just how it's been translated into English, the kind of more Western translation versus the Eastern take of the Buddha. Like, there's a slightly different filter there, but like, there's so many replicas, just like straight up, almost word for word, of just expressions of, of peace. Peace and love, you know, but like it sounds silly to say, but that's really all it kind of boils down to. That's why an author who identifies as a, as a Christian Buddhist, which I think that's a cool and interesting new term for me anyway. Absolutely. Any other burning thoughts or desires? I think the kid will like it if we stop. Yeah. <laughs> Taco time. Yeah, I'm feeling those tacos. Cool. Thanks, everyone, for coming out. Until next time. A post Christian production.